Morning, church. Uh, good morning to those of you who are joining us online also. I, uh, before we get started today, I just want to take a moment and um, acknowledge what is going on at Asbury University in Wilmer, Kentucky. I don't know if any of you have heard about it, but on February 8th, they began a worship service and it has not stopped. It has continued 24 hours a day. Um, some are calling it a revival, liking it to something that happened in the 1970s, and I know you in the front row don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, the Asbury University president, his name is Kevin Brown, and he is calling the event a beautiful historical movement of spiritual renewal. And so whatever we call it, I know there are people on different ends of the spectrum in regards to that, uh, it still definitely is a work of the Holy Spirit. And so even as we gather here this morning, we can say, come Holy Spirit, come and fill the minds and the hearts of the faithful. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen out there? Amen. All right, all right. Well, as Pastor Jason shared, we are beginning a three-week series today entitled Peace of Mind. Uh, you may be aware of this, maybe you're not, but your pastoral leadership team gets together uh, periodically and we share with each other, we pray with each other, and we discuss and ask each other, what is it that the Lord's been laying on your heart in regards to what messages need to be heard by the people that the Lord has given us? And I just want to let you know that this message series is something that has come forth from one of those meetings. And although it's entitled Peace of Mind, this entire message series is going to be on mental health. Now let me say from the beginning, I am not a psychiatrist, I am not a psychologist, nor am I deemed a professional counselor, but I am one of your pastors. And as one of your pastors, I am coming from a spiritual direction, knowing it's important for the church to discuss mental health. We don't always do that. And after that pastoral leadership meeting, when we made the decision to move forward with this, I had a conversation on the phone with an individual that was doing their thesis on the church and mental health. And I firmly took that as another affirmation from the Lord that we were to move forward uh, with this series. So with that, that's what we're going to do this morning. Depending on how you grew up and when you grew up, if you're in the older generation, you never heard anybody talk about mental health. In fact, if someone in your sphere of influence was struggling with mental health, it was hush hush and nobody talked about it. And if they did talk about it, they talked about it behind that individual's back. And if you are in the younger generation, your experience is much different. You are more open and you are ready, willing, and able to have those conversations. And we appreciate that. And then if you take away the generational component, people in the Christian community tend to fall in a wide range of a spectrum regarding mental health. One end of that spectrum are individuals who may say that those who are struggling with mental health issues reflect a lack of faith or it's a personal failing. Their suggestion is pray more, increase your Bible reading, or just choose joy and you're going to be fine. Others may say, you've got to go before the Lord and you need to confess your unconfessed sin. Or maybe they've said to you, just pick yourself up and rely on the Lord and move on. On the other end of the spectrum uh, can be those who don't see any connection 
with the spiritual and mental health. This may lead to strictly looking, uh, taking a medical approach to medical, mental health. This end of the spectrum compartmentalizes our lives into distinct categories, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, leading us to forget how integral we are in the parts of our lives. But I am convinced that there is a mid-spectrum approach which the Word of God reveals to us. Our mental health relates to our spiritual life as much as every other part of our daily lives. In Genesis 2-7 we read, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust, from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. We are the only part of God's magnificent creation that has the breath of God breathed into us. And Psalm 139 tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then if you go back to Genesis, you read that we were also created in the image of God. We are complex beings. And Jesus even expressed that complexity in the greatest commandment when he quoted himself from Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Did you catch that? Love with your heart, your soul, and your mind. And then the other facets of our being are laid out further. In Luke 2, when Jesus is being described, and it says... Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Did you catch all those facets on the spectrum? Wisdom, referring to mental. Stature, referring to the physical. Favor with God, referring to the spiritual. And men, relational. Truly, we are unity of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and relational, just as Christ incarnate Christ was. So, peace of mind is something that God desires for each and every one of us. When you look into the book of Lamentations, it says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. We sang about that this morning. His mercies begin afresh every morning. And I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I hope in him. We know his mercies are new every morning, and we have hope in him. And at the same time, we're aware of how sin entering the world through Adam and Eve has brought weaknesses and defects we end up facing in the other facets of our life, physically, emotionally, and relationally. And the shape this takes for each and every one of us is very unique. It's personal. And we need to explore how our spiritual life plays within the context of our own circumstances, our diagnoses that we're given, and our seasons of life. As I have walked closely with others as they share their own personal stories with me, I see again and again the ways Jesus is faithful and the hope of the gospel that can speak volumes, volumes of encouragement and resilience in the midst of amazing challenges. From anxiety and worry, to depression, to trauma, to being burned out, and to those who have been given a diagnosis of a specific disorder. 
Peace of mind begins with a relationship through, with Jesus Christ through a God. Maybe you walked in here today with a heart and a mind that's filled with worry and anxiety. Or maybe you don't even know where you're at. You just walked in here and you're still wondering. You just know that something isn't right inside you. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but now you're starting to even question that. You're not even sure of that anymore. Because in your mind, you have started to wonder, if Jesus, I really knew Jesus, wouldn't he take this away from me? I've asked him to do that, and I haven't heard anything. And here I am, and I really don't know where I am. And for others of you, you have never taken that step to ask Jesus Christ into your life. And maybe today you are ready to say yes for the very first time. So right now, I want to pause for a moment. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And in a moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But I also want to give each and every one of you online and here in the room a moment to just ask the Lord, where am I, Lord? What's really going on inside of me? Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, sorry that I've sinned against you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Send your Holy Spirit to live in me. Today I say yes to following you. Amen. With your head still bowed and your eyes closed, if you said yes, to Jesus for the very first time, or if you are reconnecting with him in the midst of your struggle, would you please raise your hand? Okay, I invite you to raise your heads and open your eyes. I want to invite you to the blue table at the end of the service today uh, for your next steps. And those of you online, I invite you to go to our website, RedeemerMN slash next steps to get more information. And if you would love to have someone pray with you this morning, I invite you to go to the blue table. We have people that will be there that are ready, willing, and able to pray with you about those specific things in your life. And for those of you online, I invite you to go to our website only at slash prayer, and we have an opportunity there for you to write down what that prayer request is so that the pastors and the prayer team can be praying for you. You know, when we have that peace of mind that begins with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we can have that perfect peace and we can trust him. Just look at what we read in Isaiah 26. You will keep him in perfect peace, 
whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the eternal rock. You know, this year I am studying the book of Isaiah with a group of individuals, and one of the women that's in my group, which is always so exciting, is a Messianic Jew. And so it's always exciting uh, when she shares things from her growing up years and from her background. And this week, as we were discussing Isaiah 26, you could just tell that there was something brewing inside of her. And so when verse 2 was read, she just burst out and she said, Shalom, shalom, perfect peace. And that's what those words mean, perfect peace in the original language. And so we all just are so enriched uh, by her sharing. And we each and every one of us can completely trust God for our well-being as well as keep our minds steadfast on the Lord. And so as I further examined that verse this week after class, as I looked at the word steadfast in the Hebrew word samach, it means to lean into, to rest your mind on the Lord. With all that's going on in the world today, Does your mind ever rest? Does it really rest? It's hard to keep our minds steadfast on the Lord, let alone with all those things that you're dealing with in your lives. You're dealing with parenting. You've got health situations, and then let's not forget you families that have extended families. You're caring for aging parents or loved ones, or you're walking alongside adult children, or you're dealing with your own challenges that you're facing at your job, and all of the changes that keep coming to us day after day after day, change after change after change. The anxiety level continues to rise for each and every one of us. And then as we listen to the words of Jesus, we hear, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Keep in mind that Jesus shared these words with his disciples on the evening, the evening before he was going to be crucified. Perfect peace. Shalom. Shalom. Now I ran across a quote from Alexander McLaren, a Scottish pastor of the mid-1800s, who preached for 45 years in Manchester, England, that I think speaks volumes. And this is his quote. Peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the presence of God. Peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the presence of God. And guess what? Jesus himself told his disciples the very same thing when he was about to leave them. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The presence of God is what gives us our peace, even in the midst of the troubles that we end up facing with mental health concerns. God's presence doesn't prevent us from struggling, but we struggle differently than those who do not know Christ. You know, the writer of Hebrews shares with us that in the first century, Jewish Christians were under the real threat of persecution as they tried to live out their newfound faith in their Jewish communities. And there were a lot of things, I'm sure, that were going on for them. And then they were reminded, we have 
this hope as an anchor for our soul that is firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. I have to be a little transparent here that as I read this verse this week, I kind of chuckled to myself because I was reminded of a childhood memory when I went fishing with my dad and my grandfather. My dad had asked my grandpa to put the anchor out so that we would stay stationary. You know when you find that pool of fish and you just keep catching and catching? We wanted to stay there. So we'd fished for a while, and then all of a sudden, my dad realized that we were moving with the current of the water. <laughs> and then my dad, in a voice with intonation, said, Dad, did you throw the anchor out? To which my grandpa replied, I did. And then they both got up and they started looking for the rope. Needless to say, neither the rope nor the anchor could be found. Neither it had not been secured. There was no way that that anchor was going to keep us secure in one spot. But that's not the, the place with Christ. No matter what mental health concern we end up facing, peace of mind is hope in Jesus Christ, who is the anchor of our souls. You know, today I want to share a little personal story with you. It happened about a year ago. I experienced something in a conversation. I'm always 100% in when I'm in a conversation with someone, and I really do try to live my life that way, to be 100% present. What I experienced, what was going on in my heart and in my mind, did not match what I was hearing myself speaking to this individual. I remember getting back into my car after this experience and saying to the Lord, what was that? What was that? I sat there for a while and I pondered it and then I just dismissed it thinking, ah, it's nothing. And then about a month later, the same thing happened when I was in a ministry setting. What was on the inside didn't match what I was doing on the outside. And that actually sent me to go in to see a counselor to help me unravel those two pieces that I had experienced in my life that I'd never experienced before. To my great surprise, there was a diagnosis for what I was experiencing, and it's called compassion fatigue. This counselor told me I had incredible self-awareness and that most people do not even come in until they're a lot long further down the road with that, with compassion fatigue. To be sure, it was a leading of the power of the Holy Spirit that prompted me to go in. It scared me to the core of my being. It surprised me, and it made me realize how vulnerable each and every single one of us are. But as I've counseled and I've moved in the recommendations that have been given me, I've come to a better understanding of myself and the amazing value that there is in seeking out help, even when you are one that someone comes to for help. 
Seeking help is not a sign of weakness. It is not. It is a sign of wisdom from the Lord. He really is the anchor of our souls, and he really does want to be there in every aspect of our lives, including our mental health. Peace of mind is something God desires for us. Peace of mind begins with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And peace of mind is hope in Jesus Christ, who is the anchor of our souls. In closing today, I want to pray a prayer over you that is in, from the book of Thessalonians. And so for those of you online and those of you here in the building today, I invite you to extend your hands to receive this prayer. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray and all God's saints together said, Amen. Will you with me in one voice as we end today repeat the words Shalom, Shalom on the count of three. One, two, three. Shalom. Shalom. Have a blessed week in the Lord, my friends.